0: Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. MyTake now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the MyTake community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a MyTake book club, so anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and discord benefits, so I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes hey guys it's maya and i just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things i'm doing more posts more stories and i also have to say i've started a new series called the bottom shelf and it's video reviews igtv video reviews and i think they're super fun and they're all on instagram so go follow my take on social media and specifically on instagram at underscore my take So, we are back with another Kate Claiborne rom-com, and for those of you who don't know, she wrote Love Lettering, which is a book that I love and I have an episode on, so if you've read that book, go listen to my episode on it, and if you have not read the book, read the book and go listen to my episode on it, because it's very good. But today, we are talking about Love at First, and it's kind of funny because both books have love in them, and both books have very similar cover designs, but they're not related in any way, shape, or form, so it's, like, funny, but it follows... Nora and Will, and Will moves into the very tiny, very close-knit apartment building that Nora lives in, and there's sabotage and tomato-throwing and romance, and it's so cute and such a quick read and a great rom-com. Books, TV, music, and movies, all things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who listens, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. of the book we're going to start with a little bit on the writing and the writing is very good it's not as fun as love lettering's writing was because we don't have the whole like artist lettering aspect you know we don't get to see like how our main character is thinking in letters and like all the beautiful signs and stuff like so it's not as fun as that but it's good and the smut is really good there could have been more smut but what this like smut was there was really good so now Jumping straight into the plot, we have the prologue is Will's mom taking him to the apartment complex for the first time, and that's where he meets Nora, but he doesn't actually meet her. He just hears her, and she unknowingly pelts him with tomatoes, which I love as an opening. Like, it was so good, and then we skip to, like, present day, and Nora has her love for 4 a.m., and she calls it golden hour, and I'm actually kind of down because Back in high school, when I had assignments that I knew I wasn't going to finish that night, like, you know how people tend to, like, stay up super late to finish homework in high school? I, instead of staying up super late, would go to bed and get up at like 4.30 in the morning and do my homework from like 4.30 to 6 when I had to start getting ready. So, I very much so agree with Nora and her love of 4am. I wish I could be that 4am person. Like, I'm the person that loves productivity porn and I love when people are like, you know, my 4am morning routine. I do this every day or whatever, right? Like, I wish I could be that person. I'm not. I wake up at like 7.15 every day. So, like, I love Nora and her like love of 4am. Like, I wish I had that. And it is at 4 a.m. when she actually meets Will for the first time in kind of a similar situation in that she's up on her balcony and Will's down below. And I love that she's like crossing her arms because she realizes she doesn't have a bra on and stuff. And then Will basically doesn't want the apartment because he never had a relationship with Danny, his uncle, that left it to him. So he gets the idea to rent the apartment out, which I don't blame him. And so, he sends Nora a letter about this, and then he shows up at the building meeting trying to explain his idea, and it's basically enemies to lovers from there. It's, like, kind of a tame enemies to lovers. It's more of, like, inconveniencing each other people to lovers. I know that's not a thing, but, like, that is. But I love it. I love enemies to lovers. It's such a good trope. I need to write an enemies to lovers romance at some point in my life because they're so fun. Like, the tension in enemies to lovers so good and then the smut is always so good too because like you're like usually it's like tension 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 and then somebody cracks and they start kissing and then it's like oh my god this is so good what have we been doing this entire time right like it's just okay I need to move on because I'm getting on a tangent but yeah basically it's kind of a tame enemies to lovers and it is also at this building meeting when Will confirms that Nora is actually tomato girl And then the sabotage starts, and Nora starts with neighborly welcome sabotage. So, everybody just comes over and is, like, showing him things and giving him things and trying to meet him and stuff, and it's so fun. Like, I love that. And then, of course, they have a moment when Will stops Nora from falling, which is such a cliche, but I'm kind of here for it. I think they only, I don't know what's more cliche. Is it more cliche when you get stopped from falling and then are just staring into each other's eyes or is it more cliche when you actually fall but the guys like turns so that you land on top of him and you're just kind of straddling him on the floor? Like which is more cliche here? Because I think the one where they land on top of each other is more fun because that's more of like an intimate position but I don't know anyways that happens and of course like they almost kiss but they don't and I knew they weren't gonna kiss but I still got my hopes up because like somebody needs to actually break this cycle somebody needs to have them stop from falling and then just be like fuck it and pull them straight into a kiss and like get their romance started from there like skip you know building up tension skip building up a relationship just somebody has to say fuck it and pull them into a kiss that needs to be a thing And then Nora, continuing the sabotage, upscales Poetry Night a lot, and Will and Nora both have to read, and Nora leaves because she gets really emotional. Will follows her, so they kind of, like, open up to each other. Like, they start opening up to each other and then just shut down, and nothing really comes of it. And then Will suspects that Nora dead fishes his apartment because there's a smell, but what actually happens is there are kittens in the apartment, and they go to the vet, and the vet is, like, really into Nora, and, like, oh, you could keep the kittens and make sure the mother comes around and stuff, and Will's, like, I'll just keep the fucking kittens. He doesn't say fucking, but he's, like, I'll just keep the kittens, because he doesn't want the vet to have any excuse to see Nora, which we love, and then we find out that Nora's actually allergic to kittens, and Will is, like, really overprotective about it, like, there's a level of, you know, no one but me takes care of you when you're sick. That's cute. And Will goes beyond that. Like, I don't know. It just felt really like, like a little much. And he's like taking care of her and calling her baby and agreeing to stay, which is all cute. But I don't know. It was just like prefaced by this level where I was like, it wasn't controlling. It just felt like a little too much to me, you know, like just a little bit, not a lot, but like definitely a little bit. And then Nora falls asleep on Will's lap and she drools on Will's lap, but they both just naturally wake up at 4am and they start to open up more. And Nora talks about her parents and how they were very obsessed with their work and they kind of treated her like an adult and the only time she was really happy as a child was when she was with her Nona. and Will talks about how his parents were more obsessed with each other than with him and like first of all fuck that because I'm not saying your relationship has to take a nosedive when you have kids you should still very much be in love but you should also like you know realize that you have a kid and pay attention to your kid. And not just want to be with your partner. Like, that's not how it works. And we also learned that the reason him and his mom were at his Uncle Danny's apartment was because his dad got sick when he was in high school. And his mom wanted his uncle to take Will so that his mom and his dad could just be together at the end of his life. Which, like, fuck off. Fuck off all the way off, like, from the bottom of my heart, fuck his parents, because here's the deal. If Will, A, had a relationship with Danny, Donnie, and B, if their reasoning was, can you take Will, because there's going to be a lot of chemo, and there's going to be a lot of things, we don't want Will to see his father in pain like that, that would have been one thing, but showing up to a guy who Will has no relationship with and being like, can you take my kid because I just want to be able to be with my husband and not have any responsibilities? Like, fuck you! I was so glad Donnie said no. I mean, obviously, we would have wanted, like, Nora and Will to be together, but I was so glad that he said no because, like, fuck you. You don't just get to pawn your kid off on somebody because you don't want to do it anymore. Like, fuck off. And before Will leaves, He holds Nora's hand and kisses her forehead. But then two weeks go by and they don't see each other. Like, what the fuck? You can't just do that. Like, even though we don't actually see the two weeks, you can't just be like, oh, it's been two weeks. Like, fuck you. No, I don't like that. And then Nora, I love that Nora takes this into her own hands and she's like, I'm not dealing with this. She stalks him leaving work and they have a picnic in a park with Nora's amazing pasta sauce. And Will... uh, love will made sure that the whole building was helping nora recover from her allergies and he made sure he wouldn't lease the apartment until she's okay and he was like vetting people and making sure that they'd be good tenants and stuff and then he gives her his jacket and agrees to help her renovate which is such a huge step for nora too the fact that she's literally agreeing to like start renovating her Nona's apartment and stuff so we get bathroom renovations and then they sleep together and this smut is so good, like I said earlier, it was so good. and it just becomes this routine thing where they, you know, start a renovation or they do a renovation to her bathroom and then they end up sleeping together. like it's just it's great. I love it. And then eventually, Nora makes some sauce, and they, like, lays around on the couch and hang out until her boss calls her, and she fucking answers for some unknown reason. Like, it's, like, 10 o'clock at night. Just say you were asleep. Like, don't pick up the phone. No. Fuck off. And I thought this was going to be bad. I thought this was going to be, like, why are you so married to your job or something coming out of the woodwork like that. It wasn't. Instead, they just dropped the pretense of fixing the light fixture and instead skipped to straight sleeping together, which I was very here for because I loved that. And honestly, I was not here for them talking about renovating a bathroom. I was here for them sleeping together. So it was great. And then Will actually takes Nora to the conservatory. So they go out on their first actual legitimate date and Nora's taking pictures of everything and it's so fun And he tells her about the tomato thing, too, which was so sweet and adorable, and I love that he did that. And then they finally kiss in public, and they're like, look, we can have a relationship, and we can be open about this, and it was great. And Nora is ready to just live her life, and she's ready to choose Will and ready to get rid of some of her Nana's stuff Which I love. And I was so happy for her that she was like moving on and she's like, I can be my own person and I don't have to be tied to all these things and I can still have a connection with my Nana and not actually like preserve her stuff like a museum. But then Will has to freak out over a picture of his parents in a book and for some unknown reason claims that he's not ready for serious. And so they have a really sad. Like, I had no faith this was going to work out. We'll talk when Nora gets back from California. Then I don't appreciate. Like, where the fuck did this come from, Will? Like, how, how, how do you not see that you are not your parents? How do you not see that just because you have a great relationship with Nora doesn't mean, like, what? I don't, I literally, this came out of the woodwork and I didn't understand it. Like, at all, did not understand it. It was so bad. But then Nora goes to California, and Will is miserable when she's gone, which, like, obviously, you love her. You're gonna be miserable because you fucked up. And he finally realizes when he's in love with her because Gerald invites him to dinner, and he finally realizes, too, how much he wants to work with Nora which like might be a little too little too late there buddy because you should have realized this before you sent her back into California like what the fuck I hated him for this so much so 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 much and then he starts reading the poetry night poem which I liked but also he analyzed the shit out of it which was a lot and as a student like books are my escape from school and the world so I don't need you analyzing a poem in a book that I'm trying to read for fun Mister. And then Nora is leaving the company in California, which we appreciate. And she is like really gonna be living just one life, which was a big important thing about the fact that she's leaving the company in California, is that like she wouldn't be straddling to worlds. She really would just be like present in her life in Chicago, which I loved. And we'll call her golden hour. And I was so excited. But it's because Jonah fell and is in the hospital. So, Nora rushes home, clearly. And then, (sighs) Will can't turn off his doctor. So, he fucks up in the way that he shuts down all of Nora's ideas about Jonah recovering at home. Which, like, bro, seriously? Like, you can't just let her get there on her own? Like, Nora's a smart girl. She will get there. Why do you have to, like... Be such a bitch. He's like, oh, it's a third floor walk up. He's never gonna get there. Like, fuck you. Leave her alone. She can talk to the doctor. Just zip your mouth and hold her hand and be supportive. And she will get there and she will realize that Jonah has to recover in a rehab facility. Like, fuck you. And then he explains all this to his new best buddy Jerry, and we get the line, you don't need to love people the way you learn to love at first, which Was a very good line, and I appreciated it. And obviously, it made sense finally, like why the book was titled Love at First and stuff. So it was fun. And then Marianne, too, comes to the rescue and finally talks some sense into Nora about how Nona and Nora need to live separate lives and how Nora doesn't just need to. Hold on to everything. Like, we thought we were there with Nora, but we weren't actually there in terms of like how she needs to realize that things are gonna move on and she just can't live Nona's life. So Will gets the tiny tree and throws tomatoes at Nora and admits that he loves her. And Nora's the first person in his entire life to tell Will she loves him, which like now I understand how he can get fucked up because your parents never told you they loved you, but they were so clearly in love with each other. Like, fuck off. Like, that was a lot. And then they're like, oh, we're gonna carve our initials into the tree when it grows. And then we jump two years, and we always know when there's a time jump that's significant. We know what's coming. So, Will ended up taking Jonah's place on the third floor so that he could have Donnie's place on the first floor so that, it would be easier for him to get around because after rehab and falling and stuff and then eventually he moves in with Nora and we have poetry night and Will finds D out and all the neighbors are there and as soon as Nora sees D she knows what's happening so sitting in the audience she tells Will that she'll say yes before he even asks and the proposal was adorable but I thought the proposal was going to be at golden hour Like, I get it that it's important for Nora to have everybody there with her and stuff, but I seriously thought, like, we were building this whole Golden Hour thing. We'd done so many things at Golden Hour. I was a little disappointed that proposal wasn't at Golden Hour because I really wanted it to be at Golden Hour, and I thought it would have been amazing at Golden Hour. I mean, it was adorable, but, you know, it would have been more adorable at Golden Hour. So... To wrap up this episode, it was adorable and the tomato throwing meat cute and golden hour things and like kind of enemies to lovers like it was really good and I didn't like it as much as I loved love lettering but I have such connection to love lettering like there's no way I was going to like it as much and I'm very happy I read it and I like Kate Claiborne so I need to keep reading her books. So yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on Love at First by Kate Claiborne. Thanks! For listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not gonna be very long. This podcast is produced and edited Um, by me I do all of my own social media the only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends Paris who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now so thank you Paris and thank you all for listening you can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast that helps a ton so yeah thanks for listening